Welcome to Blind Love Skeptics, where we dissect the highs, the lows, and the downright jaw-dropping moments of Love is Blind. I'm your host, Leah. I'm Dr. Greg. Buckle up, because we're about to dive deep into the roller coaster of emotions of Love is Blind Season 6. All right, Dr. Greg, we're back. Back for another pass of this dumpster fire we call Love is Blind Season 6. I just have to say... I, you, we. I just asked you before we started recording. Would you, you, would you watch it again? And you're like, probably not. And <laughs> so I do want to talk about that. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think there's something about these shows, these reality shows about relationships that can either like hook us in and keep us entertained, regardless of the couples there. I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, we can let's swing back and talk about. It. I also okay. So I think basically through these next three episodes, we've been officially coupled up. Like we have mm-hmm. our five couples. Yes. So I think it's worth just going over each of them. And what do we have? We'll... So we have A, D, and Clay. Mm-hmm. He got down on a knee. They met. I also think actually, let's talk about how they ran into like all these couples when they saw each other for the first time. Because I feel like each of them had their own unique yes. experiences. Yeah, and I think it's actually really, really important to talk about that first impression because yeah. that's where we're going to get the most authentic. I don't know. I'm going to see a first time. We're going to see the most authentic response, like physical yeah. response. I think Ad and Clay were very happy with one another's. Oh yeah, oh yeah, appearance. <laughs> yeah, I think they were pretty excited. I, I think they they should be. <laughs> They're very excited. Um. And then I, I have, well, so let's just go with each couple, break yeah, it down. Cause it. I feel like yeah. I'm like, cause I have thoughts on them already. I'm still, and you had already watched this. I'm still worried about clay. Yeah. I, I know. I know why you might be, but I have hope for him. I think he's going to turn out to be a rock. He takes feedback, which is good. That's mm-hmm. the thing I appreciate mm-hmm. about him, but uh, the conversation when he says that she gets <laughs> out of shape. Yeah, I got, listen, I'm ready for it. I'm actually ready for it. To have ready that for conversation. This? It's very important, actually, I would say. Re- okay. Anyone who's listening today who wants to be in a relationship with another human being and their physical attractiveness and, and all the things and health and all the things, it's like we have to know how to talk about that stuff if, if it comes up. And the way that Clay did is not the way. <laughs> it's not the way. It's definitely not the way. So he says... <laughs> In my notes. Wait, wait. Are we going to go through all the couples or are we going to start and dive into each of them? I think we point? should just dive into each of them. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Because I, I just feel like it's helpful because we know their sexual chemistry. Clearly, yeah. they're very into each other. They like mm-hmm. each other's physical attributes. They both made that very clear, right? Yes. And then when they're on this honeymoon or whatever you want to call it, this trip, he one of their first conversations is, I wouldn't let you get out of shape. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't love about this is she was sharing about her lifestyle and how she works hard to be fit yeah. and to look the way she does. And she yeah. was pretty much saying, I don't eat empty calories. Like she's very food conscious. And he's like, you don't need to be food conscious. He says mm-hmm. that initially. You don't need mm-hmm. to worry about that. You mm-hmm. look great. Like just you mm-hmm. working out is probably enough. Mm-hmm. And then he says a beat later, I would never let you get out of shape. So there's one of like trying to portray that he accepts her. Mm. And then 
Yeah, I just don't like, think he actually realizes that, you know, in her full autonomy, she actually, you know, might have to attend to all these things, which all, all of us probably have to right. at some point. And like, think about her nutrition, think about all the things together. And he like inserts himself into her existence and her like assuming things, which is odd. It's unnecessary. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then and he suggested he would say to her, get in the gym, <laughs> get in the gym. And if I said it to you that way, he suggests you'd be determined to go. That was, that's definitely. And he said, are good coaches easy on you? And I was thinking, yeah. is he a coach? Like, I don't understand. No, I don't think that's part <laughs> of it. I don't, I didn't see that as a description, but it, it's interesting that people think that the role of a romantic partner is to do that. I think people actually think that like he does. He's like, he's, he's thinking he's supposed to be like challenging her or something or that he's okay. It would be okay for him to kind of tell her to get in the gym when no, that's all nonsense, by the way. And I'm, I'm not saying that I haven't worked with couples who are at a point in their relationship where like physical appearance and, and weight issues and other things are, aren't issues because they are, but to like suggest that, that approach, <laughs> for, no, God, no, because that's not your role. So tell me, well, I have, well, so I have a couple of thoughts. So she gives him feedback right away, which she was pretty receptive. She was like, that's not nice. And she said that multiple mm -hmm. times, like, that's not nice. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and she, that's mean. Like, it's mean. Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. nice. And he was able to, ref I mean, that's the only way, that's the only reason I'm kind of not, I don't even say hopeful. I'm like mm -hmm. trying to be optimistic or like not judge him too hard because he accepted the feedback. And I think he's mm -hmm. been realizing I do have blind spots mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> throughout absolutely. this process. He's acknowledged that. And I think that's huge and important in our relationship. But I also feel like he just doesn't get it. Like, yeah, what does he, but what does he get? What does he get? I think he's just like, he's got, he needs training wheels on right now. But what is, what do you think? What doesn't he get? I think he, I think he, I just, <laughs> I think he really wants to be a good partner. Mm -hmm. Like he desires that and he realizes he has not been. And like, he's, he said like, I'm a ladies man, but like, it just hasn't worked out. So I think he's, he gets the feedback. I think he's actually fairly receptive to because he knows it hasn't worked out in the past. Yes. Yes. But there's just something about, he just like leads with the physical constantly. Mm -hmm. And while mm -hmm. I know we have talked about sexual chemistry is important and I agree like it kind of defeats the whole purpose of this love is blind thing. And he's very much fixated on it. And I was going to yeah. say with her, even she's acknowledged having been kind of sexualized and men have, you know, she, her most of her relationships are like around the chem, like the physical chemistry and the attraction, mm -hmm. but wanting something deeper. And so I just feel like he keeps, there's just, they keep going back to that. And even throughout the episode when she was talking to other men and even the other ladies, they're all like sexualizing her and objectifying her. And I don't yeah, want that. Happening. Yeah. And I really don't like that. And so I think I just wish he was softer and could just be like, yeah, my girlfriend's or my fiance's hot, but like, let me focus on being like a kind, mm -hmm. loving partner for her. And I just think he just doesn't land. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Land. yeah. What do you think? I mean, my get my best guess. I mean, my read of it, at least right now, is that to your point, and this is sort of maybe the first time actually 
that he's in a spot where he can accept some influence. And uh, so there's like some trial and error going on, like with those comments. And then he sort of softens it and they're joking about it. Like, Hey baby, go to the gym. And then, you know, so, and then they, and then he, then he says, well, okay, no, I have to, I guess I will do it differently. But the, one of the first things he says to her is I, when they start talking about therapy, which I'm sure everybody is thinking about uh, in our, you know, who's watching this with in our field is that he says, I want to do relationship therapy with you. That was the first thing he said. And as a couples therapist, by the way, I love that idea. Like, I love the idea that you don't have to be all banged up like 10 years into a relationship to come to see a couple psychologists or therapists. Like, why not go there in the beginning? I agree. Like, he's suggesting. So cheers to him for suggesting that. Like he's proactive, uh, that, right? He's like doing it from like a proactive stance. Yeah. And there was nothing shady about the way he was saying it. It didn't seem performative to me. I agree. Yeah. I will say that. So I agree that couples should start earlier than later. And I talk to my clients about that, that are in relationships when they're having like difficulties in communicating, or there's just something fairly minor. I'm like, this could be a good time to go to therapy because yeah. you're not at your wits end. You're still like both feet are like, what is it? Not, there's not one foot out the door. You're both sure. very much committed. So this is actually the perfect time to do it. I still think he needs, he's I'm like, I want you to go to individual therapy, bro. Yeah, like I yeah. want you in individual therapy and couples therapy. Yes. I think, but I even like, I mean, she just shared how therapy was, I was, I wrote this down too. Like she mm. said there, she was in this dating loop and then she kind of alludes to this childhood trauma and attachment stuff yeah. and how she didn't think she deserved love. And, love. Yes. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love but her. What did you understand? What did I didn't understand? I, I appreciate it. What did, <laughs> what did you understand her to mean when she said she didn't have it? Like she says, I don't deserve love. He asked why. And he, she said something like, I don't have it. I didn't, I didn't really understand. I think she meant. was like, until then she, what she wasn't in a committed relationship. So she's mm. like the evidence shows I don't deserve it or I can't mm. get it. And okay. I have a lot of clients that are in that mentality of, it hasn't happened yet. So it's beyond something I could ever get or deserve because, yeah. you know, I'm at this age, especially when you get in your thirties, I know a lot of people, including myself earlier, like I remember I hit like, you know, inching towards 30 and it was like, wow, I'm like one of the few friends who are single. And you kind of are like thinking you're looking at all the evidence and we only have our inner experience. So you kind of blame yourself or you're like, there's something defective or something about me. And you become kind of fixated with that versus I haven't met the right person or the circumstances haven't been great, or I've needed to work on some things. Like I know, like if she hadn't worked on her trauma work, she probably would never write meet the right guy. It sounds like now she's done a lot of the work and healed mm -hmm. a lot of things. And maybe now she's, she's like, like even just her giving feedback to clay and yeah. being like that's not nice i have a feeling yeah. in previous relationships she didn't say that and sure. now she's advocating for herself so i think for me that means they're like look at like you know my past reflects my present and will determine my future if i didn't if it didn't work out in the past it's not going to work out in the future and i think that's what she was saying mm -hmm. i don't know i just i i, I think there was a lot of insight there but she still obviously has stuff to work on because she's like i don't just that so was like a core belief of i don't deserve oh yeah love. she said that very confidently if you yeah so yeah so i agree i don't think it's completely healed but i think there um, is this awareness which i think is why i like her of like she's like my dad and my childhood and i'm in this loop and i can't get out of this loop and so there's just i don't know yeah yeah i, I, I was good, gonna ask a, you too a, oh sorry yeah, go, go ahead no, no, well, I was going to say, I, I think you and I are both on social media and 
what I struggle with the dating coaching is that it doesn't get to the core issue or the root. Mm. So they're saying, this is how it, how you get from A to B. Like, this is how you meet the right person. This is how you assert yourself. This is how you communicate. This is how you, um, you know, sh- like don't put up with bullshit, but you're not getting to the root of the, of the core beliefs, like the trauma, the attachment. And that's the part where I'm really struggling with dating coaching on social media and those coaches. Not that I think there's not a place for them, but you're telling them you're, it's like, you're what you're putting the horse before the, what is it? The carriage before the horse before the carriage. Like you're just saying like, do these things to get, to find yourself a partner a relationship and date right. Versus maybe we need to work on your self-worth and your attachment wounds. <laughs> Granted, yeah, they're no. probably not therapists, so they can't do that. But I really yeah. think you're kind of jumping the gun. It's going to be really hard to sustain a healthy relationship or meet mm-hmm. the right partner if you haven't done the inner work yet. So yeah, if, if you haven't had an opportunity to to really think about it deeply, for sure. Yeah. I would I would suggest I would well, I agree with you 100. percent And I would suggest that both those things can happen with the same person if you're working with the right person. I agree. You know, you mean coaching and a licensed mental health. A licensed mental health provider. Right. Such as one of us. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But no, one thing that, another thing that suggests to me that uh, AD and Clay are, you know, are potentially going to be a healthy relationship in the future is that, you know, Clay really actually is listening. And the evidence of that is that he was sort of summarizing in that scene that we're describing right now, he was summarizing what she had told him about her father dying and the impact of that. And it seemed like he truly understood it when he was communicating that. And those are the and the fact that a it's like understanding what our partner said about their past, and then the other is just re- actually remembering it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I when we're just initially dating someone, it's it's often the case that they're gonna have to repeat sh- stories multiple times before it actually starts to like totally. it starts to stick that we can see their internal world, their story, et cetera. So I don't know. It's another good sign, another green flag for Clay. Uh, for me, I know you're building the green flags, but I'm glad I'm like your perspective because you're doing, you do the couples work, right? I do the individual work. So I think it's a good, it's a good, like checks and balances, I will say, because I'm being all skeptical and like protective yeah. of AD and you're like, okay, these are green flags to look for. And I think that's important because none of us are perfect. Right. I, no, and no. I don't dislike him. I don't think he's a bad person. I think I just, am like wanting him to mature and like, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. get there. Like, just come on, bro. Like, let's get there. And I'm just some of the things he says, it just so upsetting. But then yeah. again, he takes feedback. So then I was like, all right, I'm back on Team Clay, I guess. Like, I love <laughs> it. Stay on Team Clay. Wait, before we go on, who is who do you think the strongest couple is at the midway point of the series? I think so it's Johnny and Amy. Johnny and Amy. Yeah. What what is it? So what are your thoughts about Johnny and Amy? I think they're what actually stood out to you. With the, I think yeah. they're really comfortable with each other, like mm-hmm. extremely comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's physical attraction and chemistry i think they're both kind of quirky and like really quirky is the word yeah i think they love each other's quirks like it's very sweet and i feel like they're just very communicative about lots of things and they just enjoy each other's presence like you can tell that they really enjoy each other's company just yeah. being in a pool and like kind of just like floating around like it's not you did watch last season. I remember there were some couples that are just awkward and they're kind of sitting mm-hmm. in silence and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. they have to like do these activities to like feel comfortable and they just like hang they're just chilling talking about each other's toenails or whatever in the pool and then see in in episode six (laughs) and i i said the same thing i mean that's my impression of them they're quirky and they're into each other's quirkiness which is a beautiful sort of vulnerable 
emotionally connected place to be, particularly at the beginning of a relationship. And and the their giddiness and whatever Get, yeah. is sort of silly. It's like a little silly and goofy and and lighthearted. But it's so and sincere. I, oh, it's not like a yes, it's sincere. not like a passionate thing mm-hmm. that feels like it's gonna burn, like crash and burn. Yes, it doesn't yes, feel no. that way. No. It feels like very like that can sustain, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. Woody, who do you think is the strongest couple? You know what? I'm going to say that I agree with you. And the only reason I say I agree with you and not pick Brittany and Kenneth, which who, mm. who would be the other couple I might say is a strong couple, is because I don't, even though in, in the last, in episode six, when everybody's at the beach hanging out, you know, one scene is that Kenneth brings over a chair to Brittany. So she's not like sitting, I don't know, sitting on the beach or something with her friends yeah. and and everybody kind of flips out about, Oh my God, he's so, you know, Kenneth, he's so attentive. And, and so there is, there's like an attentiveness about him and there is a connection when they're mm-hmm. ta- particularly about values. You talked about this in our last episode. Um, But I also, I wonder about the attentiveness. I'm always curious about like, is there like a, a mm. hyper, awareness or um, you know what I mean like there's like the responsivity like, like what is, I don't think it's performative I think it's like mm, I don't have a sexual connection with this person but I do have good oh, manners so let me pull up this chair <laughs> I don't know I, I, I still don't I see the, sexual the chemistry chem- oh do you okay. I mean like I don't what think is it that you pro- point to this because I don't I haven't seen one time that he's looked well, at her with a like a lusty kind of craving look. Know, this is eye. your this is your area of expertise. <laughs> I think he's respecting her because she's waiting to marriage till marriage. Mm. I think there's a I think they're doing things very traditionally. And okay. I think he thinks she's gorgeous. He said he she he doesn't typically date white women. And so that could be mm-hmm. part of it too, right? Like he thinks she's yes. beautiful, but maybe he's not accustomed to being attracted to white women but i think i think it's also a lot of like this this just respect for one another and he's just yeah. trying to be extra like intentional with the space and how he engages with her where he's yeah. being attentive in that way but maybe not like grabbing her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she said actually i think she said you can grab me didn't she say that she i said, think like, and i think that's because she's picking up on what she wants that he's not organically okay. doing yeah as i was saying that i'm like a little okay, romantic she... kind of passionate little thing yeah. all, the, all the all the moments in the day when you're around the, your person when you get to like touch them and rub their back and all the things we want you touching each other often unless you don't like to be touched which i understand those people exist but i don't think Brittany's one of them <laughs> no no and as i was saying that you're right because i think she had to say like just because we're not having sex like you can't he can grab me and like i want to be like she wants to be she wants intimacy, right? Because intimacy doesn't yeah. have to be sex, right? Oh, it's all, oh my God, it's, you know, it's all the things. It's all the touch points, all the seven, six to seven second kisses, by the way. Release the, the bonding, oxytocin and all the other beautiful things. So that's One what I would kiss, say. Brittany meaning like your, your lips are touching oh, for six to seven seconds or you're like making out for six to yeah, seven I seconds. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can have, you could be making out for six to seven seconds. Okay, that counts. Yeah, or all if right. you really, if you want to be super awkward, you could just like hold it in one place and not move. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was asking. Like, do pe- are people kissing that way? I don't know. Um, well, you could, you could, <laughs> just, you, you could, could just sink into it. And just right. kind of like, right. yeah, good, I guess. Do you do those exercises with your couples where they just like, I tell them to do each the, other's eyes. I mean, I, I often tell them that, you know, I have my couples kissing each other for long periods of time in front of you. 
no 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 when they oh. come to when they see each other at the end of the day before yeah. bedtime in the morning before they leave each other what do you think about uh, while we're on Kenneth and Brittany what do you think about their evening routine where they have like four prompts that they answer I felt oh. like that was a little excessive <laughs> yeah well you know I I can't well there's something called the stress reducing conversation and Gottman method which I've I, which I encourage all my clients to do and there is some element of like review of the day and kind of like what was the most was stressful part of my day what was you know what am I looking forward to tomorrow uh what am I grateful for today it I, I think if it was stayed formulaic like that for them or even my couples who do the thing, maybe not. But if you're, mm -hmm. as long as you're checking in with each other, I think that's a good, a good place to be. Would I have done that? Like during the honeymoon? No. <laughs> I was, and I, I think it was good intended. Like I think it's yeah. again, what his intention was to connect and just keep this open line of communication, which yeah. is great. But I was like, I was even like, okay, what was the order? You say this and then you, you ask yeah, this. Yeah. Like it just felt very like, um, I guess my concern, and this is again, all speculation and just like this spidey sense. I don't even say it's a yellow flag, but I'm looking for, is he going to be, is, he, is there a controlling nature about him? Because he's a school principal? <laughs> that and like the extra attentiveness. Sometimes mm. I think that controlling, and I'm not saying he's controlling. I really don't think he, that is, but like what is but it also might be, you know, he, he, she wants to, she wants to submit to her husband and she wants to be taken care of. And so maybe that's what she wants. I think I, that's not my, sure my preference, but I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. I was like all these questions at the end of the day. Like, what if you just want to be like, it was nice. And I love yeah. you and I appreciate you and let's go to bed. Like, what is that? Yeah. Okay? Oh, I like, love it. But I, well, yeah, and also I, that's an amazing thing to do as well. And I would, I would say that to anybody, particularly any of my clients who are listening to this or anyone who's ever done Gottman method that, you know, some, you don't always have to do that conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be yeah. an in-depth thing, but to know that you could do it. And again, I would just say that that conversation is not necessary at the super beginning of yeah. a relationship like these people are. Yeah. I mean, I want to just call out just real quick that okay. I think we may have talked about it briefly last time, but the interracial nature of that relationship and yeah. To what extent will it be until they get back home and into regular routines that will that um, we might hear them thinking through or sharing their experiences around that in any other way? I'm not sure. What do you think? You think it's like a one and done conversation? They said, "Oh no. yeah, we're good with." And, uh, no, 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 no. I don't. I think you're right, and I actually think Ad when she had that conversation with Kenneth was like great for viewers and like for folks that maybe who are not black or who can't identify with being an interracial couple and like what comes along with that especially yeah, can like, you just say a little bit what, about what she said so yeah so she was you know she was just checking in with him and like can she handle being a mother to black children like or mm -hmm. raising black children right mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're biracial but they'll be i probably identified as black and with that yes. comes a whole lot of things in our culture and society and you know there's a lot of there's elements <laughs> there it's, it's a different reality i guess is what i want to say absolutely, and so she was saying can and i think she just was i think and it's, it's hard you you kind of want to have some of the you we want i think this is where i was telling you like i do think production cuts a lot out because mm. i would have liked to see more of that conversation in the pods of like yeah. him expressing concern or like can you handle this reality for me and what this would look like for our kids and how that might impact them versus you right because you're not black right and mm -hmm. um 
No, I think AD was great to ask that question and check in with him and like understands it. And cause nobody else had asked him. Yeah. And so no, no one else I think, was thinking about it. Right. Right. So no, you're right. And I think like, maybe those conversations that he's trying to orchestrate are going to be helpful in addressing these things like long-term. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now. And I think he's, I think he, I think he's sweet. I don't, I don't really think he's, it's just, I think there's something about him that maybe there's anxiety or something. And he's mm. like, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something that I think, yeah. yeah. but it, but so, it sounds like the reality could be, it could be a lot of like the differences and blending of, of cultures and families and the reality of having children with a white woman, which, yeah. So I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. Cause yeah, you're right. That, and I'm glad AD addressed that. And I think it's good for viewers to see that kind of thing. Cause you don't really see these things in reality television. No, you're not seeing initial conversations about being in an interracial relationship, you know? Right. So we just talked about a couple of the couples we might think are doing particularly well in this bunch. Who, who is the biggest disaster? Leah, would you say? And it's between <laughs> it's between Jeremy and Laura, who yeah. I, we don't really even know. I feel like they kind of brushed over them at yeah. the end of yeah. like season or episode four and five, right? Like we kind of knew what was going on, and then and then, <laughs> oh, Jimmy and Chelsea. I just Jimmy and Chelsea. Let's start with Jimmy and well, yeah, let's start with Jimmy and Chelsea. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's so, your, what? So, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we haven't really, we were going to maybe do where they see each other for the first time. We have not followed that format, which is okay. But when <laughs> yeah. they, okay, I, yeah. because I was seeing things on social media, clipses where they're mm. zeroing in on his face. Did you see yeah. that? No. It's stupid. It's just like people are micro expressions. Yes. They're screenshotting like specific images. And there's like one image where he looks like kind of deer in headlights when he's hugging her. Yeah. And I don't think that actually reflects his level of attraction to her because I think he is attracted to her. I think he Mm -hmm. was definitely misguided, like you had mentioned, because she does not, she's not Megan Fox, but I do think he's attracted to her. Wait, what do you think? about the attraction let's just start there. The, the attraction first of all i think they're both like normal looking people like they're just average attractive yeah. people yeah. right so i think in that way they actually match each other well right. and i've written right. about this by the way like if you like if you match with someone who's of comparable attractiveness and level of physical fitness and other things from the very beginning and it's much more likely that these will be issues later on in a relationship and I, so on that point, it's, it's the case, you know, uh, but I don't think it's, there's no fire there and I don't believe much of what he says. It, it oh. seems to me like he, like it, there's a, and you know, Brittany, the other cast member mentioned this at the beginning of episode six when, and said, there's just something not right. There's something off there. Oh, she said uh, that. Did I miss it between Chelsea and yeah. Jimmy? Oh, I yeah. missed that moment. And okay. there is, there's like a mismatch between his affect and what he's saying. And she can feel it, you know, uh, she can feel it deeply. I mean, there's a level of insecurity there that's, I think, connected to his lack of actual sexual attraction. And how do you know that? Because when you look at him talking to AD at the party oh, God. and <sighs> twirling her around and saying, I'm so impressed that I'm talking to you right now. And and set, you know, tells his girlfriend, his fiance, I should say, 
oh wow you know how hot this ad is and oh that was terrible terrible like, she stacked that woman she stacked like what also he had a few drinks i was gonna say i love i don't love i don't love when production gets these casts drunk but like because i watch a lot of the real housewives and when they get yeah. these casts liquored up it's like the other like and i think they strategically do that right where they do like unlimited drinks for this like evening soiree with our couples where they do that to create drama and to add because yeah. i have this is my take is that yeah. i think he feels misguided which he was i think he is attracted to her i don't think it's fiery right mm -hmm. like i don't i agree with that i don't think it's like he can't stop taking his he can't keep his hands off her that's not the case i definitely think and he's also not he's also not communicating that he's sexually like proactively or right. communicating that he's attracted to her. Look how beautiful, gorgeous she looked in that bathing suit or nothing. You're right. No, you're right. I think, but then he keeps saying, I love you. It's you're right. Yeah. So maybe a lot of her anxiety. Well, and she was cheated on. So she's made it clear. She's been cheated on multiple times. So she already mm. comes to us post cheating from mm. multiple partners, incredibly mm -hmm. insecure and anxious and then you're then his actions like you're saying do not align and with, then like, chooses the most uncertain of the cast members it's like the two people who were back and forth on two people in the pods right. are the ones that chose each other i know that Is was that, odd that yeah. was odd i yes. thought she was gonna pick what was his name yeah he's, i think he's i trevor. think they were previewing that trevor's coming back i don't know yeah, in and the next episode, and I haven't seen know, them yet. Um, Jess uh, comes back, right? I don't know. It's gonna be. I think I the, the scene in the bedroom when she was like, "I'm glad she addressed it." Like mm -hmm. I thought that was fair, but then she's mm -hmm. talking in circles and she's like, "It's very disorganized, like attachment." It was like anxious, mm -hmm. yeah. like "I love you." Do you love me? Can you tell me mm -hmm. you love me? You're not mm -hmm. telling me, and then he's saying, "I love you" multiple times, and she's yeah. like. I don't know. It was very uncomfortable. Did you? How did I... Well, no, I thought the biggest thing to me is that she was asking him to emotionally validate the fact that she felt creeped out by his actions with AD, that she was right there. And instead he denies that he did those. He was flirting with her or saying anything inappropriate yeah. when he would, in fact was, we could, we could all see that. And then he gets defensive. He's just pretty defensive the whole time. The last thing he says in the whole show wraps up on his last words i will always tell you i love you like that's not a reassuring thing that you, i want to i you know i will always love you maybe but i will always tell you i love you now like what do, what do those words actually mean leah and to me a fierce healthy love actually means that we're taking responsibility for our actions we're saying i'm sorry we're saying it makes sense that you felt yucky in that situation and i fucked up I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And and no, everything right. would have ended well if that had happened. He seems like on it, he just seems like a 26, 27 year old. Like he's, he just seems like this guy who's not fully like he mm. wanted love. He likes the idea of it. And he's just like not mature or, or has the capacity to be truly honest and direct. Yeah. That's kind of, and I, I think he's avoiding, I think he like has empathy. So he's trying to, I'm not, not just I think he's trying to hurt, spare her feelings, but he's hurting mm -hmm. her feelings more because he's so uh, Im immature about it all. Like, I don't think you think he's like, I'm just like you said, I'm going to say I love I will tell you I'll I'll always tell you I love you. Yeah. I'm, and he just keeps trying to say all the right things. Yes, exactly. And it's like trying to p appease her and just like mm -hmm. kind of close this conversation versus it. it's they're not aligning with his actions. I agree. 
but I also like she I think you're right I think she's picking up on things but I think she's constantly asking do you love me do you love me do you love me do you love me mm-hmm. so it's just this is a, it's a disaster yeah I mean, she's like, do you love my, like, she's like kind of looking for, I wrote too, like she, what's your type, right? Like she's like, she keeps asking these questions that I feel like she's because of her anxiety, but I also, so I think he's not being completely, what's the word I'm looking for? There's not a lot of his actions are not matching his words and what he's saying, but I also think she just keeps looking for things like in trying to dig, 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 dig. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think in part her, her anxiety is justified. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and it makes sense to me that she, what's interesting is the production crew before the last episode, she talks about her body and her, her idea of her body and not, and having insecurities about it. And then she starts to ask, what's your type and asking all these questions or whatever, because she really, because she lacks this like affirmation. There's not an like yeah. a specific affirmative process where she he's like, again, like, first of all, anybody's listening to this, the first time you see your woman in a bathing suit, I mean, you should, I mean, there should be a smile on your face and you should be maybe a little giddy and be like, damn, you know what I mean? You're looking good <laughs> right now. You know, you want to communicate, like you right. want to communicate right. how good your woman looks. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you feel that way in that moment and you want to express it. We hope that's the case. Right. Uh, and when it's not expressed, I think that does mean something. It's either yeah. a lack of skills or it's a lack of the actual feeling. Yeah. I think it's both for him. I think it's yeah. lack of, I think, I think he cares about her. So I think he keeps trying to do the right thing, but I don't think he's as excited as he thought he would be. And mm-hmm. then I think he's trying to, yeah, I think he's trying to spare her feelings, but it's not. And then I think he doesn't want to be. I don't know. He's, he's a mess, but, it, <laughs> but I think, I, I guess, like, I just feel like I wish he would be a little bit more. Didn't he say her teeth? Oh, that was, what I was going to say, he also said her teeth. She yeah. asked, oh, the most the beautiful. First, like, yeah. Okay, yes, go, go, what's go, the first go. thing you notice about me? And he's like, your teeth. And it was like, <laughs> your big teeth. I like your big teeth. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? Your square teeth. I like your square, square teeth. teeth. And I, <laughs> I think he's trying, he's trying not to be dishonest and he's trying, I think he's like so aware that she mm-hmm. is insecure and he needs yes. to like make her feel good. But then it, then he's just like putting his foot in his mouth and it's just, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable to yeah. watch. Yeah. Um. Okay. So our last couple. Yeah. Oh, I just can't, I can't figure it out is Laura and Jeremy. I feel like Laura they're just like, I feel like they're like, what's the word I'm like uh it's like what's the word I'm looking for like they're a wild card like it's just a mm-hmm. weird like we don't know anything about them we didn't see a lot of their conversations we just know there was a love triangle with Sarah Ann who I didn't love my, myself yeah. um but I just don't what do you think like I just don't get it and I don't really yeah. like either of them that much which doesn't help it's very cor- I don't know the word corporate comes to mind it just seems like very cold yeah. Uh, the first thing they talk about is snoring. Like, oh, he didn't snore too bad last night. I mean, it's always <laughs> like a little bit kind of like not super, not critical, but I don't know, not connected at, at the very least. And then, you know, if we're thinking about the last episode season uh, of episode six, I should say, and this whole thing where this there's this quote unquote joke where she's telling Jeremy to go 
quote unquote bean dip or something to slap 80s titties. Yeah. And then it comes out and they talk about it and it's just awkward for everybody. I think mostly just kind of awkward. Like why did that even come up anyway? And then, but this is like a, this is a, this is red flag, by the way, huge red flag about how they handled that whole situation. It's like when you're in a social situation and something comes up like that and there's embarrassment, which I think probably happened. Right. Like they were feeling embarrassed. Yeah. Both of them. And then he says to her, she says to him, like, oh, we're going to talk about this later or something. And he's like, well, I love that for myself. And then like seconds later, he's like, I'm ready to go home. And she's like, what? You're ready to go home? Like, mean back to the, and he's like, no, home. And he walks out. Yeah. Like, And so huge red flag there. If you're going to, if there's any little bit of tension or conflict and that's your initial responses to threaten take space from each other or threaten ending a relationship at the very beginning or anytime big no no big no no so they're a hot mess too i don't i'm not sure and they weren't really acting as a team like they were both embarrassed and then just kind of like were pitting they pitting themselves against each other Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. she was saying that was stupid that he said this like i was just joking and he's saying like she told me this like i don't know like exactly exactly it was um, yeah. very uncomfortable. And I just, I don't, I guess I just don't get either of their personalities. Not to say, I just don't know what is, what's, what's keeping them, what, what draws them to each other? Yeah, not much. I don't, I haven't heard <laughs> anything not, other not than much. like they'll tolerate the snoring and that <laughs> they can like. It reminds me of like what we yeah. picture like a couple, like a, like a, um, like what you picture like a sitcom couple, right? Like yeah, the old yeah. ball and chain, like. They're like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, it's like, it's that kind of that, that this like cultural phenomenon. When you get married, Mm -hmm. like you just, you just can't stand that person and they just get in the way of your happiness and you resent them and you still love them, but you resent them and they drive you crazy and that's okay. And it's like, it's right. It's interesting. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. think we're going to see Laura and Jeremy at the end of this thing. No. Well, then we know Sarah Ann comes back in some capacity and stays out with her all night. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to stay tuned and see what happens with those two.